Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. Shouldn't it be all things Kenobi? Hmm. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week... We're, we're together. <laughs> In the same room at the same time. Leaning over a table, which is why our audio is a little tinny, but that's okay, because we're together. We are together. <laughs> the Space Twins have been together for an extended period. It's been wonderful. It's been so nice. And, like, getting to record in person is a rare treat. We've yes. only gotten to do it, I think, once before. Yeah. But but now we're, we're knocking out a couple episodes, so you'll hear this again. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but this week's episode... Dun, dun, dun. It is Execute Order 66. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'll try not to take it personally. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I, this, uh, since it's our 66th episode, it seemed appropriate yes. to talk about the Great Jedi Purge and the source of all of our pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're seeing more and more like personal, private examples of what people experienced during Order 66 which, with each new piece of Star Wars material that comes out. I mean, even little Grogu. Yeah. We yeah. see... It's always painful. Every and single example has been, like, very hard to watch. Yes. But we are getting glimpses. They're interesting glimpses. Mm-hmm. They're frightening and, and downright awful. Yeah. Luckily, they're not showing too much. Although, there seems to be one or two in the community of the Star Wars fandom that really want to see more of Order 66. And I yeah. think... We've seen enough. I think touch and go, like little glimpses are fine, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we all know what happens. We don't need it in detail. I mean, it's, even if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, if you've watched The Clone Wars and yeah. then you watch Revenge of the yeah. Sith, it is awful. It's so hard, especially Plo Koon for me. <gasps> Bad. Everyone, everyone felt that one. That was so fucking sad, especially because we know how like Commander Wolf is. Mm-hmm. It just, ah, it's so fucking awful. And like, we know Cody's the one. Yeah. That might quite quite possibly hurt the most. I mean, we've seen what happened, like Rex, mm-hmm. as it was happening. Oh my gosh, yes. So, Order 66 is betrayal at its finest and probably one of the greatest crafted what, what would it, like, manipulation, mm-hmm. uh, pl- plan of destruction? Palpatine really put all of his energy into making this happen, and it was so well done. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this from a crafted story and an evil plot Yeah, sense here. It was so well done that it worked. Right? Like how, what politician ever has made anything that... Was successful <laughs> on such a large scale. Right under the Jedi's noses, they were like hiding in plain sight almost. Mm-hmm. This was the plan all along. Well, and that's what makes that episode about fives so oh. horrible because he 
he kind of starts to discover and realize something isn't right. And they go through all of this testing and he goes on the run and he's mm-hmm. being hunted down. And nothing changes. No. They almost, like it was almost falsely a yeah. false start. It makes him feel insane. Yeah. It's like being gaslit, basically. Totally. Yeah. And from a clone's point of view, we see it, especially in season seven of The Clone Wars, which was a beautiful tale Mm-hmm. Of the tragedy of what happens to the clones. Think about it. Yeah. It happened to them. They did not choose. The ones that did choose, like Rex, struggled to do so. Mm-hmm. They were built with a command. It's it's terrible to think about. It's so interesting, too, though, because from the very beginning, even the first episode of Clone Wars, it's all about the clones are fighting for people to understand that they're individuals and that they have free thinking and they they have the ability to make their own decisions. We're not droids. They have to say it over and over. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, you flip a switch and they have no free will anymore. Yeah, it's... It's against every... Like, they have no control over it. So it's, from a storytelling point of view, it's really interesting, really smart. But, like, from an invested audience member it's really fucking devastating devastating is the word yeah Yeah. and and of course with bad batch we learn a lot more yeah yeah i find it interesting that there was so much discourse on camino yeah like after they had to organize yeah it was cool to see the kind of chaos Mm -hmm. the empire came right in like Mm -hmm. they were just ready swooped right in i loved seeing um, the very beginning of Bad Batch, it took my breath away. The stuff with Deepa, Bilaba, and, oh, yeah. and Kanan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so off. And it's cool, though, because we all know Kanan, and now to see mm-hmm. how traumatic that was, what his actual experience was, and then to to have um, Hunter. Yes. There was a really interesting thing they said about it at Celebration, where they were saying Hunter couldn't help Kanan. He was trying to, and he failed him. Mm-hmm. So that's why he couldn't fail Omega. Like, it was really important for him to, re- like, even subconsciously redeem himself by rescuing and saving Omega because he couldn't save Kanan. And- well, you could argue that that Kanan's path is what built him into what he, the, the, the individual he became, the Jedi he became, mm-hmm. and he was able to then instruct Ezra and, you know, continue on right. post-Order 66, but... What caught me is Deepa's sense, mm-hmm. and we see it with Ayla Sakura too. There's a there's a second of detection in these Jedi where something is not right, mm-hmm. and then it's too late. Yeah, before they can, Deepa at least was able to put up a fight as long as she could to save Kanan, which is just heartbreaking. It's really cool to see. I love that pose where she has her hand oh, yes. on the, her bicep like that. It's such a she's such an amazing character and she like gets no exposure or representation pretty much at all. This is the first time we even like hear her. I'm sure she she's there in the prequels. She doesn't really get a scene, you know, where you hear her talk and understand her relationship with Kanan at all. So it's really cool. Oh. I thought it was really cool. What according I've done some reading because I wanted to know how many Jedi actually survived. Mm-hmm. And the the number varies between canonically and, of course, non-canonically. So mm-hmm. if you take into, or, into consideration all of the comics, this number gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And legends and whatever. Mm-hmm. 
um, but canonically less than 20 known Jedi. And that's not including the ones that escaped and then turned to the dark side or became part of Palpatine's plan. So okay. we're talking 20 individuals who stayed light who were able to escape. That's not a lot. No. And I've always wondered, like, how many Jedi existed at that time, like at the time of the Purge. Right. So, you know, that's like a drop in the bucket. Totally. And <laughs> it's really awful because we saw in the Kenobi show, did we not see one or two down in that prison? The suspended Jedi in the prison and oh, the force-sensitive child and, mm-hmm. you know, and then we, of course, we know what happened. Luma, Luminara, Luma, it's Uma, Numa, Luma, I don't know. <laughs> Luminara <laughs> escapes, but then gets captured and and actually her death is used to lure additional Jedi in to is capture that, and is that kill told them. in like um, a comic somewhere or something? Because I'm that story seems like it would be very dark. That was one of the creepiest moments in Rebels that I remember. It says here, Unduli survived the initial wave after many believed her dead. However, the Empire caught her shortly after, sentencing her to the Spire Prison on Stygian Prime. Mm. She was later executed, and the Empire used her remains to lure other surviving Jedi. That's fucked. Really of fun. all the Jedi who survived the initial wave of Order 66, Unduli is the only one who did not survive long term. Wow. And did not turn to the dark side. So she's not one. She stayed light but was executed and then used. Do we know what happened to Barris? No. Because she was arrested. We don't even know if she was in prison right before the Well, the, the question purge. is, did they release all of the prisoners? Because they essentially took over the temple, right? She seems like the kind of person that Palpatine would eventually go after. Well, the, the fan use. favorite theme is that she becomes one of the Inquisitors, or this, one of the sisters there. Yeah. And, but there's never any confirmed... Which is funny, because what, what we've talked about with the Inquisitors is how like disorganized mm-hmm. they seem, and how unprofessional they seem. It's like, what happens to a Jedi's brain when you break it and make them turn to the dark side? They become like bickering little shit. Well, it's a, it's a vie for power because yeah. it's all they've got. Right. That's really true. And really, it's survival of the fittest. They know that if they fail, what's waiting for them. Well, and that's the way of the Sith, right? Where you're yeah. constantly trying to overtake your master. Like... Crabs in a bucket. <laughs> oh my God, that's so accurate. Crabs in a bucket. It's disgusting <laughs> and true. Well, it's terrible. They're all trying to get... Yeah. To the top of the bucket by using each other. It really is visually very... It's a word picture you've painted there. Well, we are a podcast, so... <laughs> That's funny. Order 66, I was also curious. You know I come with facts. Mm-hmm. Or at least yes. theories. <laughs> what does the 6-6 six, six mean? And there's several theories. Well, because, you know, George Lucas, it's never an accident. It's always a deliberate Never. Choice. And... The one that seems to be the most logical is pulled from World War II when Roosevelt ordered 9066, mm. which was terrible, and we won't get into it here, but it was World War II inspired. Mm-hmm. 
And so they think that perhaps Order 66 was just the shortened version because it essentially led to the same thing, which is purging of a, of a group of people or yeah. at least... Internment yeah. purging. Yeah. But then Shameful. there's... Oh, very. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's the 66, which is... 666. 666. <laughs> this is a tongue twister. It's a papa. Which is the mark of the beast, if we want to go religious, which is the right. devil. Right. So you could say it was pure evil. But I kind of like the third theory, which is the sixth letter in the Latin alphabet is F. So put two Fs together. FF is friendly fire. Mm-hmm. So, again, hidden in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Palpatine, always the puppet master. Yeah. I mean, and to see these characters that we've grown to love turn on the other characters that we've grown to love yeah i mean we saw it in we talked about this many times in the umbara arc where the clones mm-hmm. are oh. shooting each other i'm yeah. sorry fuck pong krell <laughs> just gotta throw that in there just put it in there <laughs> uh, <laughs> carry on <laughs> friendly fire is always particularly horrific yes and so to have it be on a large scale these you know, the Jedi are on a pedestal. Everyone's always thinking that they're kind of invincible. So whenever you see them get overrun or turned on, it's it's really kind of shocking, honestly. Yeah. And very depressing. Did I get the right arc, the Umbara? Is that Pongkrell? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yup. Okay. Just, just yeah. making sure I'm not throwing out <laughs> just sanities for just no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't disagree, but why? No, I don't saying? disagree, but why? Um, I just was making sure because I'm like, oh, was yes. there another? No, that's correct. Okay. But it's interesting how it all kind of fucking starts. We have the fives discovery, mm-hmm. but on the same side, it kind of starts with Obi-Wan killing Grievous. Because like, oh, yeah. like shit, they're in a position, time's out, mm-hmm. time's up. Time to go. Yeah. So he initiates it. And it's it's actually quite good how it's delivered. The, the execute. Oh, yeah. Order 60. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. so um, evil. It's so, yeah, like over <laughs> the top evil. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Mr. Burns. Yes, yes, it's a Mr. Burns moment. <laughs> it's I'm really awful. I hate it. Um. But it's a brilliant plan. I will give it that. I I will appreciate it for the story that unfolds beyond it because, oh boy, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, well, they start with killing, is it Tipley and Tiplar? Yeah, yeah. The the twin sisters who are Jedi? With the green and the pink. One's pink, one's green, right? At least one of them, if not both of them, are voiced by Anna Graves. We love you, Anna. (laughs) Shout out. Um, But they, one of them at least gets killed by a clone. And that's where in Clone Wars, that to me is like this turning point where we know things will never Mm -hmm. be cheerful again. Mm -mm. (laughs) And they cover it up by saying she got, she got killed by a virus or the clone did. Something, yeah. There's a cover up. It covers it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's very depressing. I don't like it. It's. Sus. <laughs> you could say Palps has been sus yes. since day one. I mean, honestly, you ever see that picture at uh, Qui Gon's funeral when it's yes. taken down the row? I love that. And it's Palpatine 
and Anakin's on the other end, and in between them is Obi-Wan, Padme, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's like everyone that he has to get through to get to Anakin. Yes. And I love it. I do too. I've Whether that was that. intentional or not, it's great. It seems so intentional, but I, you know, I don't know. Can we talk about it from Anakin's point of view? Because this pains me. Mm-hmm. How do we get here? We know what got to him. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, it still seems really extreme. Like, whether you disagree with a war, a movement, choices made, you know, mm-hmm. when, whether it's Ahsoka, you know, what the yeah. Jedi did with Ahsoka or didn't do, and the constant, you know, are we fighting a war for the right reasons, and Obi-Wan's influence of, like, whatever Anakin told himself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Anakin's predisposed issues, you know, mm-hmm. they were they were there. Does it still equal marching with your troops? He didn't have an inhibitor chip. Yeah. He fucking chose it. He listened to an order and did it. So on the same scale, all good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. He followed his first order from Palpatine without even blinking an eye, it seemed. Well, in the first... Well, he was promised that it would lead to... Yes. I mean, even so... Even so. It's very extreme to go in and butcher all of your friends, the people you grew up with, everyone in your wake, including children who were powerless to defend themselves. I mean, we... Spoiler. Spoiler alert for Kenobi series. Yes. He stabs Reva as a child and leaves her for dead, like looks right in her eyes. Yes. And then still years later does it again with no <clears throat> empathy. I, I agree with you. Like, how do you go from this to that, even with that kind of promise? Yeah. That's why I liked it in when he goes to Mustafar and he's killing everyone and he's got tears just streaming down his yes. face because he yes. knows it's just, He's destroying parts of himself while he's doing it. But, like, thank God Rex wasn't with him. Can you imagine? Because he got split up and sent with Ahsoka, he didn't get pulled into being part of the Purge. That would have been really, truly, I don't know if I could have watched that. No, and, like, the fact that because he was with Ahsoka, she actually managed to save him from himself and remove the inhibitor chip, whereas he would have been on a totally different Mm -hmm. path. Like, what happened to Cody? Yeah. Which, Which is, I guess, terrible. We might see, we I might. guess, because he's what? He's in the second season of Bad Batch, I think, is the... that's It's either that or Tales of the Jedi, but I'm pretty sure mm. it's second season of Bad Batch. Cody's supposed to show up. Oh, God. And... I'm not prepared. I'm not either. It's like, what are what exactly are we going to see? Because some of the previews that we've seen, there was one at Celebration, but then there's been another one that's been released. He's kind of, like, questioning it to... Mm-hmm. Um, Crosshair. Yeah. And it's it's like, wh- what's gonna happen? I don't want to see Cody die. No. <laughs> I'm not. I I can't see that. It, it Cody's always been the mystery, right? The one mm-hmm. that we never really knew. Yeah. And it's great because there's fanfics, but mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm very scared. I am too because they had talked about using him, apparently. There was like first drafts of the Kenobi series that were all about Cody going to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. 
if they didn't use it there, are they going to use it in the cartoon? And if they do or don't, either way, like, this could be very bad because you never (laughs) see him Mm -mm. in any of the content, basically, rogue one forward, I would say, so far. So either he doesn't survive or they just haven't worked out what his plot would be. I'm very scared. (laughs) Either way, it's bound to be unhappy. I mean, which version would you rather have? That he's still hunting Obi-Wan down or that he realizes what he did? I don't know because both options are terrible. <laughs> I I kind of... I, mm, I would appreciate from a story standpoint him possibly questioning. Mm-hmm. Even though it's more painful for Cody, but I think... From a story standpoint, that would be more gratifying. Mm-hmm. If he's just a machine, then it's like, damn, none of it meant anything. Yeah. Well, I'm like, he he was higher ranking than mm-hmm. Rex. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't as... What's the word? I, I don't want to say likable, because I love Cody. Cody is more like a straight edge. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Which Rex, is why he worked with Kenobi so exactly. well. Exactly. <laughs> and it's why Rex works with Anakin and Ahsoka really well, and they were just paired off perfectly so i don't know rex is more in touch with um uh blurring the lines a little mm-hmm. and cody's more rigid and structured well, and we didn't really know them when they came into play in um revenge of the sith Mm-mm. rex didn't even exist in revenge of the sith and cody you only see him a few for a few minutes of the whole movie yeah. so it's not like we had established a relationship at that time so now, after Clone Wars, everyone's like, what happened there? Like, there's literally no talk about it, no evidence, nothing in the movie, and I really want to know, but also, I don't I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> well, that's not possible in right? this realm of a fan base, in this whole franchise. It, it is, like, totally possible that we could see a Cody and Obi-Wan reunion in Bad Batch. Which I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready for that either. I would really like to see that, though. Like, at the same time. I, like, I want to see the actors come back. Uh, well, that, yes. Yes, absolutely. No, their performances well, would be fucking amazing. Tim is all in. So, yeah. he, I would love to see him and the scar that we have no idea about. Yeah, Answer us! <laughs> There's three things we want to know. In, in Star Wars. Number one, what is Anakin whispering to the Zygerian queen? Number two, where did fucking Cody get that scar? Yeah. Number three. I'll never turn to the dark side. I am a Jedi. We're leaving that in. It's time for dinner. It's time for dinner. <laughs> that was a Luke alarm. Yeah, that's my alarm. <laughs> that's okay, my, well, well yeah. I was going to say, when when did o- Obi-Wan and Satine fuck, but... <laughs> Those are the three questions <laughs> that I'm dying to know. But oh my God. Uh, I guess it's appropriate that Luke interrupted that one. Sorry about that. I thought it wouldn't go off. With we're the... doing this in one in one take because yes. we're in one mic and we're in one setting. So editing is a little tricky. And I have to get this out within 24 hours. So this episode is yes. going to be shorter than usual. So don't hate us. Yeah, it's we're a doing speed the... episode. Speed run. Yeah. But Order 66 is very impactful and I... I I, as an Anakin fan, hate it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It takes a lot for me to 
be like, okay, this makes sense because it's so extreme, like yeah. we talked about. It's well, just it's, very extreme. So many people always use this as an example, too, of like how shitty Anakin is. Well, there has to... I will say this. Okay, I'm not blind to the obvious. The, this doesn't... You know how people say like, oh, he or she's just snapped. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe that. I believe something simmers and there's something in there mm-hmm. and then someone makes a choice. It's a rash choice or it's a, um, you know, it, it's a compulsive one or mm-hmm. impulsive rather. I think there is a lot of hate in Anakin, whether it was justified or mm-hmm. not, that would allow someone to do that so quickly. Yeah. Yes, Palpatine groomed him. Straight up fucking groomed him. Mm-hmm. Someone in his ear constantly telling mm-hmm. him all the things he wanted to hear, all the things he craved. And this is a fragile individual. Mm-hmm. And he made that fucking choice. But it's what makes this character very interesting. I'll just say that. Well, and we've discussed it before that, like, he was created by the wills. You know? Like, how crazy that they chose this fragile oh. individual to be their vessel, so to speak. Right. And and there's a lot of questions with that. Because I'm not going to ignore this either. Mental health is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it counts. And it needs to be taken care of. And when it isn't, and it's fostered in such a way that it's used against someone or for some bigger plan, mm-hmm. look at what can happen. Yeah, you take a person's weaknesses, quote unquote, quote unquote, know, and turn them into devices that you use. Yeah. It's what gaslighting is, 100%. Yes. Yeah. And so your sense of reality, it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. So that's the thing that... Um, People sometimes don't understand unless it's happened to them that abuse is not ever something a person chooses. Mm-mm. And it's oftentimes you don't even know it's happened to you. Sometimes you know for sure that it's happened to you. Well, there's many types yes. of abuse. But like mental abuse, sometimes you don't even realize till you look back and you're like, wow. Well, it's done by the most skilled. Mm-hmm. Who have the least amount of care for an individual. And so they're yeah. very good at it because they don't care for someone. So And so Palpatine, it fits that bill. Oh, yeah. And it's no wonder he thought this out. He had years to work on it mm-hmm. and perfect it and play his little game. And it worked. And it, But did it? Because they were unable... Palpatine, he was unable to get the one Jedi... He needed the most, and that was Luke. Yeah. And, like your timer said, I'll never turn to the dark side. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me, my favorite quote in Star Wars. Mine too. Which is why it's my alarm. But So I, it's a choice. Yeah, and I think that even, even so, Anakin was pretty fucked up. He was. By the time Palpatine got him. So Palpatine didn't get what he wanted fully. Like, he wanted Anakin at his fullest, most enraged, strongest, young Mm -hmm. self. And what he ended up getting was a person with a broken psyche and no arms and legs who, like, his strength and even his range of motion was totally diminished it didn't stop him obviously Hell no but there's stuff in the comic books that implies that palpatine was aware that now he had a much more limited 
skill, well, which is good. why he wanted Luke so much. Yes, Luke was the key. Yeah, because he was he the was Anakin. Everything that Anakin had been. Yeah, it's really fucked up, and I hate Palpatine. Yeah, he's a. He has nothing to lose. Nothing, because he doesn't care about anything yes. but himself. And that's what makes it so dangerous. Because even if everything falls apart, all of his plans don't work, people die, he doesn't care. Nope. And that's when a person is the most dangerous, because they can do anything. Their path is destruction, and they're fine with that. Yeah, for the sake of it. Yeah, He's a true Sith. <laughs> I mean... Arguably the most crafty one. And like, what's the ultimate goal here, Palps? Like, what are Power. you Power. <laughs> like, and for what though? But like Ego. It, yeah. It's it's not anything that can actually ever be satisfied. No, never. Absolutely never. No. Yeah. Which is why people like that keep they keep strike because they it's can't never enough. feel the satisfaction. It's never enough. And so like it becomes brutality for the sake of brutality, basically. It reminds me of a Bruce Springsteen song quote. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing it. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite. It's in the, if anyone is familiar with Springsteen's work, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. He's a personal hero of mine. Mm-hmm. His old stuff, not his radio cuts, but yeah. uh, the, the song Badlands. It goes like this. Poor man want to be rich. Rich man want to be king. And the king ain't satisfied till he rules everything. Because mm-hmm. the cycle never ends. Yeah. They're never satisfied. Because a person who's already craving that level of power is a different kind of person. Yeah. That is not satisfied with anything the lonely, regular person could possibly be satisfied with. And that's the difference, right, between the Jedi who are supposed to focus only on the here and now and what's right in front mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. Never being attached and never craving power because they don't need it because they only have what's right here. And then the total opposite of that yes, with the Sith and with Palpatine and just like wanting everything. And oh, it's so interesting. Your final thoughts on the Purge? My biggest question besides Cody is what we're going to see Grogu reveal. True. That feels to me like a story they're still telling with the little flashbacks that mm-hmm. we've seen. How to get out and by who. And exactly. I think that's a big key. I think it'll be a big reveal whenever they decide to do it. It's going to be something where we're all like, holy shit. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's the thing that keeps me still very interested. And every time they reveal something new, like, for example, in Bad Batch, and even at the beginning of uh, Kenobi... Where they show the children, yeah, in Order sixty six, that I was just like instantly in tears because it's so hard to watch it. Yeah, it's the fighting Jedi that are just doing yeah. battle and probably wondering what what is happening. These are right. my friends, my comrades, my yes. trusted. And I've said it a million times: mm. watching them kill clones is also very. Oh, it's hard. It, it's to see the five hundred and first walk up behind Anakin in such a to- like a totally different. Manner mm-hmm. is just devastating every time I see that shot. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's pain. It's it's straight up pain. Yeah, Star Wars is pain. <laughs> <sighs> but it was a brilliantly executed plan, mm-hmm. and I hate Palpatine for it. But at the same time, hope prevailed, and the good guys win. 
always. Yeah. <laughs> So this week, our question for you, listeners, it's a painful one. Do your best. Yes, please. <laughs> what do you think happened to Cody after Order 66? What do you think we might see in the Bad Badge coming up? What would you want to see? Like, what are your headcanons about it? Even if you don't think it's realistic, we want to hear. Totally. So let us know your thoughts. Next week's episode, we... Since I'm here visiting my space twin, Lauren, we went to see Rogue One in theaters and saw the featurette on Andor, which was, holy shit. Fucking great. We'll get into all of it, including the crying, the sobbing, and the cheering, all next week's, in next week's episode. So join us. We're, we're going to revisit Rogue One. So in last week's episode, we talked about... Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Hawaiian shirt. We sure did. <laughs> Amongst other interesting fe- features, character cameos. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird shit going on over in the <laughs> Lego universe. A but, lot. Um, we asked our listeners what was their favorite part, and we got a few people saying the. We had a few people saying that they loved Anakin in particular. Of course, the Obi-Wan in the Hawaiian shirt was I mean, a it's, given. It's a given. <laughs> we assumed. <laughs> But Rebecca said, she sent me a message saying, uh, my favorite part of the Lego movie was definitely Matt's Obi-Wan Kenobi and his absolutely adorable laugh afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yes. We Matt Lanter is a joy. Yes. We're so glad him and James Arnold Taylor were back for this. And I wish they had re- gotten to record together, but probably not because their parts didn't even overlap. But we loved hearing them. They yeah. The Anakin laughing honestly besides everyone part that's my favorite seeing him in flippers oh my god i mean and like shaking the flipper out like (laughs) this is a toy folks but it was great it was a joy it was precious thank you so much for joining us here on the most things kenobi podcast we appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support if you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well head over to the most things kenobi patreon As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. Thank you very much. And if you need one place to find all of these things, head over to our website, mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my dearest space twin, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.